Hi, Cal. Hi, Will. How are you? You know, I'm okay. How you doing? I'm well. It's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. It's we kind can... of a bummer. We should address because I did post on our Instagram story saying that we would be recording in the same room. But after watching you pull all of the hair out of your head, trying to figure out how to get two mics working, we both just agreed it'd be better to... Yeah, Windows doesn't really like having two microphones and adobe wasn't being really helpful so yeah believe it or not ladies and gentlemen we are a very amateur operation yeah it's crazy it's crazy bro damn bro yeah bro so welcome back to another episode of the legionnaire podcast um yeah as i said we were hoping to record this in person together Kind of ours. Well, maybe, in the house. maybe for our next one, we will be able to. Hopefully, I'll have figured it out by then. Yeah, because Dad's coming on that one. That's the plan. Yeah, first guest. We get the man that we make fun of every single episode. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we make fun of him so, this time. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Bad Batch first? Yeah, we could talk about Bad Batch. Yeah, I it's feel like Friday. It is Friday. There's not much that happened that we want to talk about. Maybe tomorrow, because tomorrow uh, there's supposed to be a sneak peek for uh, Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. So we might talk about that on our next one with Dad. He probably won't a know little much bit. about it, but <laughs> sorry. He'll have to sit and just listen. <laughs> He'll just be like, oh, cool. But yeah, we'll probably talk about that. But yeah, there's not much that happened. We're just going to talk about Loki and Bad Batch today. Yeah, Bad Batch was, I mean, it's kind of cool. There's like cool parts. Like, there's a cool theme. It kind of toned back down after like the breakneck awesome two last episodes with Cad Bane. We kind of like went back to the, moved back to the, not like filler, but like just like them doing what they do. Mm-hmm. It was uh, It was enjoyable. I think my favorite thing was just... I mean, I like Omega a lot. I think she's really cool, but I like it when it's just like the the OG. Like, even though Crosshairs and they're like, I like it when it's like the Clone Wars, Bad Batch. Like, they're not, I don't say, I don't, Omega doesn't hold them down. She adds her cone twist, but when it's just like, like the core group, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked it. It's like a blast to the past. Yeah, it was just, I mean, like, because they've had all their missions with Omega so far, or most of their missions, minus the last two episodes. But, like, this one, watching the Bad Batch, like, because when they're in full stride, oh, my God, it's so much fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, because Omega's such, like, she's such, she's obviously, like, the most integral part of the show. So it's kind of, like, you're bummed when she's not, I was kind of bummed when she didn't go with, but it was also kind of fun just to see them, like, do their thing like they normally do. Because, like, yeah. even Hunter, like, at one point in the episode, he's, like, telling Tech. Because, like, they're, the whole premise of the episode, they got to take back, or, like, they got to, the Empire has taken control of Raxus, um, the planet, which is the Separatist, like, capital when it was during the Clone Wars. And they have to save the Senator. And the Bad Badge are like, oh, we're not going to save a Separatist. It's like, okay, well, cool. And Sid is like, okay, cool, but we need to make money, so you got to pay off your debt. And... Um, where was I going with this? Yeah, and they're like they're trying to s- save the senator from the empire, yada yada yada. And Hunter's like, "All right, Tech and Omega, you're gonna be with me." And Tech's like, "Omega's not with us." And Hunter's like, oh, "That's right." So it's like, oh, maybe Hunter's like, oh, maybe I should have brought her along. Yeah, I mean, I think he sort of feels guilty, but I think he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see like them. I guess their the the episode description is the Bad Batch's ideology is challenged. It's like the Separatists were the bad guys in the Clone Wars, but not really anymore. They're kind of yeah, the you, good guys. You see that a lot with Echo too, where he's like, "Nah, 
I mean, I yeah, you can't really sky. You can't really blame. No, him. I mean, considering he was like held by the separatists, yeah. by the uh, wait, the techno union. Yeah. So I mean, like, I get why he was not very pleased about helping out separatists, but I mean, technically, like, the separatists sort of become the rebellion in a way. Pretty much. Yeah, if you weren't like, me what... at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. That's basically the separatist in re- rebellion. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, but um, but I, I enjoyed the episode, especially like there were parts where Hunter, like when he was like sliding on the concrete, and, like under the ATTE, he was yeah. stunned. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah, I do remember that part because we were watching it together, and you're like, "God, I like this part." <laughs> Yeah, I I already watched it uh, this morning. But so when I was watching it again with you, I was like, "Oh, this is really slick." Yeah, I really like the ATTEs, like just like them being incorporated because like we we see them in the Clone Wars, but you never like really get to like. I mean, like, we do, but we don't. But like we see like the crew take one over and use it, and like they recycle the sounds from the ATATs on Hoth, like falling over and their like footfalls and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a little detail because like. Um, I don't think in the Clone Wars they recycled that um sound, but I just think it's like another thing, like another one of those like markers being like, we're in the Empire now. This isn't the Republic anymore. This isn't it's technically Republic era machinery, but it is now a part of the Empire. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but I also just, um I think this is just me at the start of the well not at the start of the episode, but when they were on Raxus. Also, I don't know if the Raxus is like because Raxus was Raxus Prime and Star Wars the Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Shut up. Force Force Unleashed. Bro, I oh my god, I'm not having it right now. You're not. I'm sorry. No, I spent forever trying to get this audio to work and I want to go to this guard this lifeguard bonfire. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm late. I'm already twenty minutes late to this thing. I'm oh, just you're so popular. You have I'm so not many popular. things to do. I come no. home and I everybody leaves. Mom and dad are like, oh, we're gonna go to this concert with our friends, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends, and I'm like, I can sit at home. It's fine. <laughs> you have all right. I'm gonna say no, I'm right. you have you have Caleb's number. I guarantee if you text him and say let's play Battlefront two, he'd be like, okay. All right, hey Caleb, you want to play Battlefront two? But. If you just text him and say, because I do this all the time with him, if you just text him in Discord and you say emergency in all caps like 20 times and say you're dying, he'll be like, what? And then he'll call you. How so are that's you going to say his number on the air right now? Well, no, I just text him in Discord. Yeah. Anyway. I don't, I don't know his phone number. <laughs> but no, I um I can't speak. Force Unleashed, Raxus. There's Raxus Prime in the Force Unleashed video game, so I don't know if that's like a reference or whatever. But when they're on Raxus, and like before they uh, get the senator, I I was like, this feels exactly like the Phantom Menace, where they're like sort of sneaking around like the mm-hmm. droid army in the Phantom Menace, but then in this like sneaking around the Empire. Yeah, you're and right. I I watch all these episodes with subtitles on, and like they haven't officially changed it to where it says stormtroopers grunt. It's like clone trooper grunts or something like when. The All Bad right. Batch are fighting the the clone troopers. So I'm like, oh, I guess it still says that they're clone troopers, which makes sense. But I mean, like, I can't imagine the entire Imperial Army is made up of not clones. Yeah. I feel like there's a fair number of clones in the Imperial Army. I mean, it is pretty close after Order 66. I have a hard time believing they all of a sudden got an entire Grand Army's worth of volunteers. Yeah. But I, I just watched it. I was like, oh, this feels like the Phantom Menace a lot right now. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. I'm just big brain. I only thought yeah, of that because I was went upstairs and mom and dad were watching. They've been watching all the Star Wars movies lately. And I think um, all of them besides the originals. And they were watching the Phantom Menace. And I was like, why are you watching this one right now? Dad probably got bored and went and mowed the lawn. Yeah, probably. But him and I finished up Revenge of the Sith the other night. That's a good movie. 
It is. I, I don't remember where we started at. He was at the part. I do remember now. It was at the part where uh, Yoda was going to Kashyyyk. He was getting off the L-A-A-T gunship with Windu and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Cool. One of the other coolest noises in all of Star Wars. The lat gunship. I hope he doesn't say when we record with him, you guys should do an episode about the spaceships. <laughs> let me let me make the sound effect that the spaceship makes real quick on the air. <laughs> it's also kind of hard for like audio. Like, I mean, we're primarily audio listener. We do yeah. have a YouTube channel, but like we have some guys have been like commenting on it. Like, oh, we really like your stuff. I'm like, cool. I forgot to log into our YouTube account, so I can't reply back to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you'd be like, yeah, now we're going to talk about the Venator class ship or the cargo ship used that Han Solo uses in The Force Awakens. And it's like people are like, I don't remember what that looks like. Yeah. Doing an audio podcast where on a visual topic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough it'd be tough to do. I'd have to do a lot of editing to put in the the ships yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be tough i would just eh, i have an idea now that i'm thinking about it in live but it would be more work for me to do yeah and this is already yeah, like you're my, just you have so much free time the way it is you could totally do it right this is like my fourth job <laughs> i have two actual jobs where like i have to fill out like tax information for and then i have another job where i just donate plasma <laughs> And then there's this, which isn't a job. I don't really think this is, I don't like think oh, I have to come work except for right now. Cause I need to go into this bonfire. Yeah. Like childish Gambino. Anyway. What is any of a song bonfire? Oh yeah. Childish Gambino. It's like really Eating Oreos really in vulgar. a parked car. Yeah. It's really vulgar. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. So, yeah, um, I'm not. I can't say like any of the lyrics. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. We're a P, we were PG thirteen podcast, and that is a very rated R song. <laughs> yeah, we we don't need to say that. <laughs> Actually, this um, is back to bad bitch. What was that game that Omega was playing? I, it's the. I think it's Hollow Chess, right? Is it okay? I I thought it was, but like watching it in the movies and then in this like doesn't look the same at all i mean well because like in the movies it's like the, the bigger board on the table and yeah. like in the bad batch it's like a table above the table like the table is projected above the, the the physical table and then the pieces are on it so it's like i don't know yeah it's kind of fun to see because like well it's because i felt bad because like sid says to omega one point she's like you're worthless and you're not useful to them and that's why they left you behind and omega gets all sad and then I got all sad and then she's like, and then um, Omega's trying to find a way to be useful. And then she realizes she's really good at this hollow chess, which is a strategy game because she's a pure clone of Jangle Fett. So she's of course going to be freaking astounding at like any type of strategy besides hiring Zam Weasel who hired a robot to who put in some centipedes to go kill Padme. Um, oh, Lord. Not right. Our fans will appreciate that reference. Um, but yeah, so then Omega pays off the Bad Badge's debt to Sid by, by like basically just <laughs> winning money off of bets yeah. <laughs> and her playing hollow chess, which is kind of cool because I was honestly getting a little sick of Sid and like, oh, he's going to do a job for Sid. Oh, we got to do a job. It's like, okay, how much longer are we going to do this? Which makes me think next week will pick up a little more. Like, I think we'll see Rex again sometime soon. Yeah, we're in the last, this is episode 10. So there's 11, 12, 13, and 14. So we have four episodes left. Are there 14 episodes? I thought there was like 16. It's a 14 episode season. Oh, wow. It ends in July because then Visions comes out, I'm pretty sure, shortly after. Wow, wow. Exactly. But, yeah. Speaking of, um, are you done? You don't want to be done talking about Bad Batch? You got some more to say? Nah, I mean, it was just a good episode. Enjoyable. It's yeah. a lot slower than the last two but i don't really mind it that much i didn't i wasn't going into this really expecting it to like be groundbreaking mm-hmm. like the last two so yeah i th- I think though we'll start like picking up again then 
something's going to happen. I know if not in next week's episode, the last four, I think the last four episodes are going to be sort of like rolling, like rolling pretty hard. Do you think these guys bite the dust? Nah, probably next season. They'll probably make a season two. Yeah. I mean, it'd be I, dumb not to. I can't imagine that they'd only do one season of this because there's a lot that they can oh. make with this content. Also, you muted your mic, but you completely burped and it didn't mute. (laughs) Whoopsie. I don't know what you were doing there. I accidentally unmuted it as I muted it. And then I turned around and saw it was red as I just let it rip. So, yeah. Speaking of um, shows that end in July, though. Wait, 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 wait. I got more Star Wars news. Oh. I just found this out recently. I was reading more about. um, the acolyte and it ta- it's said it's taken heavy influence from uh the phantom menace but um oh, i want to read more okay. about it cuz i think Great. it's got more connections to darth plagueis and i want to read more about it we can talk about it more on our tuesday episode but like there's been a lot of cool stuff coming out like like little news pieces coming out about the acolyte so i'm excited to hear that do you can go into it right now no, not really. Um, I kind of want us to both read about it, so then we we can talk. We have a better conversation about it. But um, yeah, there's uh, it's, it's just a. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool directions in which the acolyte can go based on what um the showrunner saying about it. That sounds dumb to me. It's based what off of the Phantom Menace. Well, it's not. It's, it's taking inspiration from parts of the Phantom Menace, but. I hope they're taking storylines from the Phantom Menace, like Palpatine. Yeah, storylines. Yeah, that's not like, they're not like, oh, we're going to make a really boring show. Oh, well, it's inspired by the Phantom Menace. Things are inspired by a lot of different things. Yeah, you're picking the wrong Star Wars movie to inspire, though. Okay, by inspired, inspired of. they were talking about like storylines. So that's why I think Plagueis is showing up. Yeah, it. I I know. In all honesty, though, I do think the Acolyte will be a good show. But hearing that, it's like, okay, shut up. Phantom Menace sucks. Okay, Mister Negative. I'm not neg. Okay, I love all the Star Wars movies, but yeah, a lot of them suck. Like, <laughs> I love all speaking, of them because like, I have to, but I don't like them. I don't like, like some of them. Objectively speaking, there's only like four really good Star Wars movies. Yeah, honestly, like there's only and the yeah. rest are like either mediocre or bad. <laughs> yeah so but the star wars fans are super toxic and they'll murder you if you say you don't like their favorite movie yeah who knows um anyway so after that little tease of a news bit that i need to read more about um let's talk about that episode of loki yeah i'm gonna say it right now ign is fucking stupid there's our f bomb for the episode. IGN oh, gave it like a, it. Uh, you'll you'll have a couple of episodes where you're by yourself. Yeah, um, but yeah, actually, like a week from a week from today, you'll be by yourself. True. Yeah. I will. Yeah, no. IGN gave this episode a five, or like a six. They're so dumb. Yeah, no. This was like definitely one of the best episodes of the season. It's like tied with episode two, I would say. Hmm. Because episode two is the best of the season in my like this one and episode two are tied. Yeah, because episode two open up open with holding out for a hero. Episode two is a banger. But oh, man. oh, all right, we can start. Let's start at the beginning. Dude, we have to because I hate that. I was gonna say the f bomb, f the TVA on God because yeah, what's that chick's name? I don't know the 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 lead TVA chick. Yeah, she freaking captured Sylvie as a kid. Yeah, because I think she was playing with the wrong toy. I think that's why. That's so dumb. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, wow, screw you. And who's that? At? Who's the child actress for Loki there? Who's the little girl? Do you? I have no clue. I don't either. She's She looks really familiar, though. I know I've seen her somewhere else. But, I mean, shoot, props to her. She's able to escape the TVA. It's like Somehow. an eight-year-old. Adult Loki couldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah, but this little child Loki, she's able to do it. I'll, she doesn't go by Loki; she goes by Sylvie. So Sylvie, duh. But 
and then her and Loki are on Lamentus. Yeah, they get a little. Uh, they're gonna. They were gonna kiss. They were getting a little frisky out there. Yeah, they were. But then Mobius comes in, and well, TVA ruins it. Because it's a Nexus event on an apocalyptic world, which like is unheard of because a variant of a person and the variant of the same person were about to make out and maybe have same person variant babies together. I don't know about that. They're going to get crushed by a planet well, or a moon or whatever it was. Yeah, well, still, here's the deal. Also, this is just me. The Okay, uh, I'm going to say I'm just going to like be all over the board. There's like two things that really stand out about this show that really suck for me that like really suck. And they're like, I can't ignore it. The visual effects. Sometimes they are rough, like with those asteroids, some of them, I was like, this does not look good at all. Right. Like a video screen, like a video. You know what I'm talking about? Where like, it was like that space view. Mm -hmm. I was like, this looks really bad right now. And then the other thing that really sucks and like, I'm kind of bummed out about is like the choreography for the fight scenes. It's really bad. I was going to say the same thing. I really don't like the fight scenes in this show. It's like, they're so rough. It's like not choreographed well at all. And it's not engaging. I watch them fight and I'm like, I like you. There's nothing interesting about this. Now, last episode though, episode three, when they're on Lamentus and they're using their powers and like avoiding them getting crushed by that like city that they're in. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is fun. Yeah. I don't watch I don't watch Loki for fights. I watch Thor for fighting. I do not watch Loki for yeah. fighting. But those are the two things about this show that like I had to say that because um oh I was just thinking of like that asteroid like crashing into them or that planet. I was like, this looks really bad right now. Um I want to talk a little bit more about Sylvie because like they Kind of delve more like they, we learn more about Sylvie in this and it's actually like really cool because like in the middle of her story, like they're talking about her story and I've I've noticed this because um, the the score was really, really good at this point. And I, I vividly remember this. They're talking about her score and like they're incorporating like a string section for this uh, for like the section talking about um, talking about kind of some Canadian um talking about sylvie's story and like as she's grown up and she's talking to loki the male loki about how um they're talking about her life yada 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 but the the string section of the score really reminded me of thor ragnarok and it reminded me a lot of like when thor and loki were with odin in like norway and like he would talk to them and like it's kind of like this sad somber sorrow sorrowful like string section like string score being played by like violin viola um I don't know. I just think Marvel scores are at their best when they're like, when they incorporate the string section, because like, they're really like horn heavy, like, um, with like horny Avengers heavy. and stuff, they're but horny, heavy, horny, heavy. But, um, I don't know. That was just something I, it stood out to me. Cause I, I remember in Thor Ragnarok, like thinking like how much I loved the score. Like when like they have the strings playing, it's like really sorrowful to him. Cause like Odin's dying and he's telling them, he's like, remember this place, my son's home yeah what's his name anthony hopkins he's a good actor he's in transformers 5 i haven't seen transformers 5 have you even seen the fourth one no it's not good but hey they're making a sixth one with different types of transformers i don't i think they're rebooting it dude i think it's gonna be so good shut up Michael Andrew and I can talk about that forever though. Anyways, back to Loki. <laughs> um yeah, no, oh no, the Loki score is like so like after so this episode has a post credit scene and like when it like cuts and like it starts playing Loki's theme. Oh my god, it's such a banger of a theme. Uh-huh. We can't get we can't jump to the end right now. We got to talk about Owen Wilson. No, 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 I wasn't going to jump to the end, but I'm just saying, like, you're talking about the score, and, like, once, like, when, like, there's that dramatic ending, because each episode has that dramatic ending, it, like, plays, like, the, dun, it has, like, that, like, string music. I can't, I'm not going to do it, but. Really? You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to <laughs> replicate string noises with your mouth? Oh, my glasses. Good lord. Keep talking, my glasses fell off. Yeah, I know. Um, Dude, let's talk about Owen Wilson. 
Dude, I Agent Mobius is such a good dude. He gets played by the TVA. He's kind of a dick to Loki for most of the episode because he's getting played by this main TVA chick. He kind of gets friend zoned by her. And like he learns because Loki tells him that all of the TVA people are repli- replicants. <laughs> yeah, Blade, <laughs> Runner. Blade Runner. They're all variants. And um, then like they find out when C20, she's like, oh, my God, we're all repli- or Oh, my God. Why do I keep saying replicants? We're all variants. I had a life for this. And then Owen Wilson's like, this is hold up. Loki's telling the truth. And then he's like pressing his like the main TVA check about it. He's like, no, we're not. Da, 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 da. And Owen Wilson's like he goes and frees Loki from like this time warp which like Loki confronts like how bad of a person he is. And like, he explains why he's like, I'm a narcissist. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't love myself. It was kind of funny that. seeing him stuck in that time loop with lady Sif. Yeah. Even though she died, she died in Ragnarok. Is she really? I think she did. I, I haven't know. seen Ragnarok in forever. I'm pretty sure she died in Ragnarok, but so he's stuck in this time loop with her. She keeps like kicking him in the nuts and telling him how bad of a person he is. Yeah. Um, he has to have blue balls. Yeah, like in actual, the, in like the wrong way. Yeah, not in really, the really, really wrong. <laughs> he will not be making little Loki babies. <laughs> no, sorry, Sylvie. Um, but dude, so we just got to talk about it. So like, Owen Wilson basically like stages a mutiny against this main TVA chick with the Lokis and. They get into the timekeep, or like the Agent Mobius gets pruned. He dies. I mean, well, what? yeah, it's it's sad because he's like realizes that Loki's telling the truth the whole time that the TVA sucks, and he's talking with Loki and he's like, "Can I trust you?" Or he's like, "So I have to trust the word of two Lokis." And our Loki, Tom Hiddleston, is like, "How about the word of a friend?" And it's like, oh damn! And he he has this great line where he says to Loki, he's like. And by the way, you can be anything you ever want to, like anything you want to be in case if anyone has told you anything different, you can be anything you want. And it's just like, that's what Loki kind of needs to hear. Cause like, he's been like stereotyped into that, like God of mischief. He can't be good. He's like only doing mis- mischievous stuff that like, isn't helpful. And is always the villain. Mm-hmm. So Mobius says that to him. It's like, Oh, let's go. And they get out of this time loop and he gets pruned. Yeah. Cause Which I was not expecting. Cool. He's got no right because he's got that really cool line. He's like, "I just want to be on a jet ski." He's like, "I want to know." Where yeah, he's like, hey, "You know where I go if anywhere? I go back to my real life where I'm from." He's like, "And you know what I do? Maybe I go on my jet ski." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, Mobius." <laughs> and he gets pruned, and I'm like, "No!" I've literally all in all caps on my show notes. I wrote, "No, Owen Wilson," and then I wrote, "F the main TVA chick again for like the yeah. third time." Screw that. But yeah, then um, they go to meet the timekeepers because they're going to they get were, executed. When they, when they walked in, I'm like, these guys look like not as cool as I thought they were going to be. I saw them and immediately I was like, this isn't it. I'm like, this um, is like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I was like, this is weird. And then big spoiler alert. There's a fight scene that happens, yada, yada, yada. Of course, the Lokis get out there. We're going to die there. They freaking decapitate one of the timekeepers only to find out it's an android. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I wrote, what is going on? Because and then they're like, oh, my God, it's a fake. So then I'm like, who are the timekeepers? Who's what's what's the sacred timeline based around? Yeah. And who then, controls like who says what goes and what doesn't. Exactly. So it's like, who's in who's really in control here? Because from what it sounded like, the main TVA chick was like, followed the timekeepers like, they're the word to the end of the time. She's like, oh, the timekeepers. So she probably doesn't know. And then Loki gets pruned. And then it's like, what is going on right now? It's got to be Kang. It has to be Kang. To Kang girl. is the only like time traveler that like we know of. Like we know of like outside of the comic, like people who like have only watched like m- mom and dad for ex- great example. Like people who don't like follow like comic books and it's like, Marvel stuff outside. They don't know who Kang the Conqueror is, but like, do you want to explain a little bit about Kang? Because you know more about him than I do, probably. I haven't been up to date with a lot of my Marvel stuff. I've been more Star Wars, but Kang is just a time traveler from the future, and he sort of just like intervenes when like he thinks that like there's gonna be 
Nexus level events. Yeah. So, so the three timekeepers were all actually androids. And we don't know who's ruling over the TVA actually now. Yeah. And then it's Loki probably gets because the TVA is pretty much not really confirmed, but you and I think it's kind of a lock that it's in the quantum realm. Yeah. It's the only place that like deals with time. I feel like, but the question is then how did they get there? Kang. It's always well, Kang. He's a safe answer until we learn otherwise. Well, this is where, yeah, this is where it's going to get weird because Tom Hiddleston, I think he said that episode four and five were his favorites. So like, I think this next episode is going to be really, really off the walls. Yeah, I'm excited because Sylvie and her are now separated because so then the post credit scene, Loki, we find out that he actually wasn't pruned. Tom Hiddleston, Loki, he wakes up and he's talking with, two of three other variants of himself he wakes up and he's like am i in hell and then he sees this really big viking loki this little kid loki crocodile loki and richard e grant loki (laughs) richard e grant will never play the role that he like he played the role of a life he could have had the role of a lifetime in the sequel trilogy as a first order officer but they relegated him to the last movie for a little bit yeah exactly and now he's like play loki from like your local yeah, theater production that's like what loki looked like back in like the 60s yeah but i mean so loki got pruned but he's still alive now he's somewhere we don't know where he is like it looks like a wasteland of like i assume now when people get pruned they get sent to this like wasteland yeah because like all of their variants yeah, because I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, that means Owen Wilson Mobius isn't dead. Like, if yeah. Loki isn't dead, then Mobius is still alive. And none of the other variants they've pruned are actually dead. They're just somewhere rotting away else. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's because then, like, in the back, like, I know that Avengers Tower is going to show up at some point because I've seen it in the trailers. So it looked like the Avengers Tower is in the background of this. I'm like, ooh, hey, look at that. Hey, look, a little cat. Hey, look, Loki cat. Alligator Loki is my favorite. Crocodile Loki, whichever one it is. Yeah. I want to know what his powers are. It's a crocodile. He can bite your arm and spin. That's horrifying. It is. It's like horrifying. People, like, crocodiles just bite like limbs and spin to rip them off so you can't run away. Think about like a worse way. Like you're like just like an elephant. Like a rhinoceros just drinking out of the water. All of a sudden, this freaking dinosaur comes out of the water, bites your arm, spins around, rips it out of its socket. And you're like, I'm just here to drink water, bro. Yeah, that would be kind of scary. Yeah. I I don't know where Loki's going to go, though. I know it's obvious that the TVA is like not what they say they are. It's malicious. How, How are Sylvie... And uh, Loki and Casey going to take it down. Yeah. Casey's the legend. Casey will take down the TVA. Wait. Who's Casey's the guy with the infinity stones as paperweights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like uh, Norm from WandaVision. He basically is like Norm. There was a bunch of funny TikToks with Norm. Where he would like they were saying to him when when WandaVision was coming out, like, oh, how does the show end? And he was like, it ends like, and then he's like, wait, I need a job. I need to pay for my bills. I can't have Marvel sue me. Don't ask me these questions. But yeah, the show's been off the wall because Sylvie's still like at the TVA. She didn't get pruned. So it's like, what's she going to do? Are she in Loki? Is, are Sylvie and Loki going to get together? How weird. Yes. Okay. This yes. is, they're going to get together. 100%. Because that's going to be the Nexus event that crashes everything. But okay. I'm going to be honest here. If I met a parallel ver- universe version of me that was a woman, I would not be attracted to myself at all. Well, you're not wrong. Well, maybe. I'm maybe kind of weird. Really different. I don't know. It'd be kind of weird about me, who I am right now, just as a girl. Oh my god, I don't want to get the hell away from myself. Yeah, same. I wouldn't want to be next to a woman version. I can't live with myself in general. 
stuck in my mind. It's like a wasteland. It's like the wasteland that Loki gets sent to. Honestly. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. I just think of that line from Seinfeld where George is talking with the like firemen and the police and the guy's like, George says, he's like, does anyone have any other questions? The fireman comes up to me. He's like, yeah, how do you live with yourself? George replies, it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> People often think I'm smart. Who thinks you're smart? <laughs> the story of my life. But yeah, I honestly, though, I wouldn't be surprised if Loki and Sylvie got together because they're talking about like, what is love and Loki's no, no love. So I, I mean, it's weird, but like also, I mean, technically it depends. It's weird. Cause like Odin and Odin is, yeah, Odin figures like the parents and like biological adopted. It's like, well, it depends then. How narcissistic is it to fall in love with yourself? <laughs> that's what that's what Mobius says. It's like, I know, how narcissistic like, he's not wrong when he says it either. But like he's like Logan's like I've never known love like this before. It's like yeah, but like you love yourself, and this is kind of technically you, but like not because like Sylvie's different. I mean, maybe that's the thing because like Loki's from different universe. Like like oh, you're the same person. It's like, but are you? Like you obviously have different life experiences shaping you into a different person. But like yes, like. By a technicality, you are the same person, but like, are you really the same person? Yeah. So I don't know. This show will probably tackle that. Maybe we'll change our minds by the next episode, but like, I don't know. Kind of weirds me out just a little bit, but I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Just a tiny bit. But yeah. That's that's Loki though. I love the show. It's a really great show. It's my favorite MCU show right now. Oh, by a country mile. The I mean, like, I loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but mm-hmm. the story for this is so much more engaging. You know what's funny is we loved WandaVision when it came out. I was like, this is so awesome. WandaVision is, like, so far in the rearview mirror right now. Yeah, I didn't really like WandaVision that much because I didn't like... Like, the first episode was fun. Second episode, the Third episode, the Fourth episode... I liked the end with the argument between Wanda and Vision. Fifth episode had Quicksilver, which was cool. Sixth episode, you mean Ralph Boner. Yeah, sixth episode. I have to think now. What happened in the sixth one? The show didn't really get interesting till like you saw Sword and like what actually happened. Yeah, sixth and seventh were eh. eighth is pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. The eighth one was like Wanda, like going through like her past and everything, which had its moments. And then the ninth one, I really liked the ninth one. Everyone's like, this sucked. And I was like, oh, I loved it. The ship of Theseus. The ship of Theseus. Yes. I, I love the meme where it's like Wanda and um, Agatha. Agatha. And she's like, give me your magic. No. Vision. The ship of Theseus. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much, but I that I loved the finale for WandaVision, but like the rest of the show, like there was a lot of filler episodes and I was like, okay, we could like condense all of this into like one episode. Yeah. Yeah. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. The first episode sucked in my opinion. I don't know. I, I was kind of into it. I hate dude. I feel so bad for this actress, but like, I hate everything she's in. Like I really don't. Who's the bad chick? The flag smasher chick? Carly Morgenthau? Yeah, I, dude, I don't like her. Isn't she in something new now? She's in Solo. No, 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 I know, but she's in something else now, I think. Let me look it up real quick, but yeah. Carly. Yeah, I didn't really. I Okay, so not to say she's a bad actress. Her character is annoying. Like, in Solo, she was she was good. I didn't mind her in Solo. In this, I was like, you're annoying as hell. I don't like your character at all. But again, you, people have such a hard time distinguishing the difference between a character and the actor. Because yeah. Wyatt Russell, who played um, the heck, John Walker, oh, we're going to bully you offline. Or freaking Kelly Marie Tran playing Dude. Rose. And they're like, oh, we hate you. And it's like, okay, well... First off, there's a difference between being a poorly written character and a bad actor. And 
you can't really bash on actors that much because no. they're living the dream. They're getting like to do movies. So, and you paying to see that movie is like propping up their success. So, yeah, no, I wish nothing. I wish nothing but the best for her. It's just like, I don't know why, like every character she plays just pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Solo. I liked her this. No, but actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, solo, she was like kind of an interesting character. Like at the end, you're like, Oh, you're like actually normal. I thought you were going to be some dumb classic villain, but yeah, no, I didn't really like her at all. Yeah, she's in The Green Knight. She, that's an upcoming epic medieval fantasy film. Ooh, you're speaking my language. Coming out on July 30th by A24. Holy moly, this is going to be a wild. Who's in this? Joel Edgerton as Lord. Okay. That's my answer to your question. Cal and I got in a big argument before about like favorite movie directors. A24 movies. I like A24 movies. Yeah, studio. Okay. Yeah, we weren't okay. It wasn't really an argument. I think we were trying to say the same thing, but we said it in different ways. You're like, I don't care about the, I don't care about the director. I just like the movies. And I was saying, I like all of these movies, and they happen to me because we were arguing about Quentin Tarantino. Because I'm like, I like Quentin Tarantino movies, and you're like, I don't like Tarantino movies. I like them if they're good. And I'm, and it's like we were saying the same thing just in different ways. I'm like, I, I'm like, I agree with you. I just happen to like all of his movies. Yeah, I do too. Well, his, all of his movies are like they're, simi- they're, si- they're similar formulas, but they're good. Mm-hmm. And like Mar- I was just saying the same thing about Martin Scorsese. Like I, I watch his movies and I like them. I just don't like them because of their Martin Scorsese movies. But dude, A twenty four. Literally, I, all of the movies I've seen that come out of A twenty four are phenomenal. Yeah, I know the first three I can think of off the top of my head. Lighthouse, Minari, and um, Uncut Gems, all A24. And I think I, of, yeah, Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, and Moonlight. And Moonlight, the, again, all three. I haven't seen Minari, but I know it's getting like it's getting great reviews, and I want to see it as Stephen Ewan in it. Wait, but like wait, Minari? Yeah, M-I-N-A-R-I. M- I'm looking at their Wikipedia page right now. What is this, television? Filmography? Trying to find, I don't know, A24 films. So, sorry, this is really bad radio. But, um, <laughs> Minari. Okay, so can you explain that one more time? I'll just Google it. What am I doing right now? Oh, Minari. Here we are. What is Minari about? Oh, I have seen this trailer. You're right. It's like the American dream, but it's like with an asian family yeah, asian or asian american okay that's yeah, korean yeah okay yes i have seen this trailer it does look really good but yeah a24 movies are really enjoyable but so yeah okay, i guess back to what we were talking about carly morgan thought she's in this green medieval movie a24 movie a24 movies are great but loki it's miles ahead of all the other mcu shows mm-hmm. but that being said I am a big Hawkeye fan, so. And yeah. the new What If show, I assume, comes out like right when Loki ends. So, dude, that, I've been that was one of my most anticipated Marvel shows. I was like, I want to see everything about this because they, like, I'm like, there's so much stuff they can do with this, and it'll be so cool because I'm assuming Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans will be back voicing their characters, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah, no, no, no. I. Th- well, actually, I don't know about that. Chadwick Boseman is in it. I think Chris Pratt is in it. Um, Yondu, Michael Rooker. There's more. I think, what the heck's her name? Haley Atwell, I think, is in it. And yeah. I think Benedict Cumberbatch as well. Shout That's what I know for sure. I don't know about Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, Loki's a banger. Everything's a banger. Life's a banger. It is. We're gonna uh, we're gonna post that. We got our art back too, by the way, from uh, Sketch Farm, and it looks great. I love it. It's so cool. I love High Republic Jedi. We are High Republic Jedi now. Hell yeah! If only Disney could make us canon. They were kind of dope. Oh. We gotta get we gotta get D- Dave on the podcast. I'd be so happy. That would be. Um, do you listen to the Sky Talkers podcast? 
Never heard of it. No, they're, they're um, two women from I don't really know where, but like they do, they do really good um, work on their podcast. I listen to them very frequently. They we'll have to invite them on. Hey, do you want to come on? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, maybe. Um, we'll come on yours if you come on ours. <laughs> give us some, give us some viewers, please. But um, they do this thing. Yeah, they're actually I don't know. They're medium sized podcasts, I think. But um. They do this thing where they have like a Star Wars dinner party. They like you can invite like I think it's like six. They say invite six guests from like the Star Wars universe, like actors, like producers, whoever. And like who would you invite to their, your dinner party? And like I think they they like the Last Jedi. So they're like, well, we'd have Ryan Johnson. I'm like, oh, I don't really agree with that, but like part of you. Um, they're like always like Dave Filoni. I'm like, dude, there's one person I could just sit down and have like a three hour conversation with. It would be Dave Filoni. Yeah, I think I would invite Adam Driver, Dave Filoni, Ewan McGregor, Mark Hamill. Um, oh, now I'm thinking. Ian McDermott. Damn it. You're saying all the names I want to say. <laughs> and I have to think that I'm at five right now. I think I'm at five. Yeah, you're at five. Mm, I'm torn because part of me wants to say Hayden Christensen, but then another part part of me wants to say, um, oh, what the hell is his name? No, I'm forgetting the name for the actor. Andy Serkis. Good call. I think mine is, um, we had the same top four. I like, um, Dave, um, Ewan, Adam Driver, Ian McDermott. And I don't know, this is, this guy's kind of like always been swept under the rug when it comes to the creation of Star Wars, but Gary Kurtz was really influential. Like they talk about in the Empire of Dreams documentary on the making of the original trilogy. I want to talk about that sometime on the podcast, but, um, Gary Kurtz really was influential in like creating like the vision of Star Wars with George Lucas. Like George Lucas initially had the idea and yes, but like he came to Gary Kurtz. Um, sorry, Ted's FaceTiming me right now. Maybe if Ted's listening, sorry, buddy. I see your FaceTime call, but I'm not going to answer <laughs> it right now. Um, he really had like the influence. Like I think it was his idea initially because like one of the original ideas for Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi was to have him put on the Darth Vader helmet, and be like I am Darth Vader now, like to like be corrupted to the dark side. Um, I would really want to talk to Gary Kurtz, have like Gary Kurtz and Dave Filoni in the same room and talking to them about Star Wars. I feel bad about not inviting George Lucas, but I feel like Dave Filoni has like. Like it was originally George's idea and he's learned from George, but like, I feel like Dave is better at executing star Wars story than George is. Dave knows what works. And I think he's better at like capitalizing on that. Mm -hmm. Like George is like, obviously like the best with like the story itself, but like Dave knows how to like refine it and like produce it in a, a really cohesive way. Yeah, exactly. Um, what am I at? Five, sixth one. I'd say if she was still alive, I'd say Carrie Fisher. But, um, yeah, I would do Daisy Ridley too, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking about her. Maybe John I think, Boyega. I think I would either, I think I would actually swap out, um, Andy Circus or who did I say? Andy Circus or what was the other one? I forgot. Hayden Christensen. I would, I think I'd swap out with Daisy Ridley because I'd want to hear what her thoughts are about Ray. Like her actual I thoughts. Maybe want John Favreau at the table. Yeah, I would too, but I mean, more so Dave. Dave's done more and I'd want to just like stump and talk and be like so why did you do this? Yeah. I'd also kind of be interested to talk to Ryan Johnson as well just to like maybe have Ryan Johnson and Dave Filoni in the same room talking about The Last Jedi. Because I know Dave either has strong because he took inspiration from um, the last Jedi in Siege of Mandalore when Anakin's like walking down the separatists similar yeah. to Luke. So I want to know what he think Dave's thoughts on the last Jedi are because like you and I love half of that movie and we really don't love another half of that movie. But like, I want to know what Dave thinks about it and how like it fits into everything. I'm be honest. I actually think Dave, the parts that are good, I think he likes. Cause I think he, I honestly think he understands like, Luke Skywalker. I think he does. I think he does too. Because he, 
I can totally hear him sitting because like I don't know if you've watched like the Mandal like making of the Mandalorian. I can totally hear him sitting at the table like, well, we have to push the character of Luke Skywalker in an interesting direction. Like Luke Skywalker can't remain a static character. Like he's gonna have to be tested at some point. Cause like think about Obi-Wan on um Tatooine. He was kind of pushed and like questioned his belief in the Jedi, but he knew he had to be there for a certain reason. Yeah, you never really see like Obi-Wan go through like that like hardship until like the end of episode three. But I think we'll the Obi Wan the Obi Wan show is going to be more of like him struggling with that like at like his lowest point because I assume that this is going to be his lowest point in his like whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I think Dave would be like, I understand. Like, while he doesn't agree with where Luke's character is at, I think he'll be like, I understand. Like his reasoning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know though. Maybe we should invite Dave on. Yeah. Dave, you can come on and tell us about what you think about The Last Jedi. Yeah, Dave. Or just in Star Wars in general. I have just millions of questions we could ask him. Hell yeah. All right, well. That went by fast. They did go by fast. Time for Damn. having a good time with friends. It does. Speaking of friends, I need to scoot. Yeah. And also speaking of friends, share this. If you enjoyed this, today's episode, please give us a follow on our Spotify feed. Um, download the episodes. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you do. Um, yeah. Check out our um, YouTube channel if you want. Caleb's been putting in work there. Thanks, Caleb. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Okay. Been slacking off. No, I haven't been. I haven't been sending him the VODs. But we do have a YouTube page. Check it out. Um. Yeah, check out, check out our Instagram page, Legionnaire Pod, L E G I O N A I N N. Two N's. I don't know, Legionnaire. Whatever. I can't spell. I'm tired. Um, that's a that's old faithful me misspelling Legionnaire. Um, yeah. And I don't know. You got anything else to say? Well, I do not. Follow us on Spotify. Share with people that you think would enjoy. And again, we really do appreciate everyone who listens. We're over 400 total listens in our 17 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. We are Legion.